episode 42 of Thorn in My Side. I'm here with my illustrious co-host, Izzy Brown. Hey, everybody. Good to be back. Oh, man, it's been a minute. We've had, like, I've ha- I had a vacation. I don't know what you had going on. But... I, I, I was in Omaha. Okay. And yeah. then... I came back and then we did a show and then you went on vacation and then I got pneumonia. <laughs> yeah, we uh we went to Hawaii for a week and we spotted a wild Barnes and Noble and took a picture <laughs> of it. Shared that on the Facebook group. Went yeah. To, went to all kinds of beaches, ate a bunch of shave ice. As one does. Went to As a swap meet. Got like a Hawaiian shirt, some shorts, did, and a ukulele. <laughs> did you see a guy? <laughs> did you see a guy named Don and be like, "I got a fucking china cabinet for you, bitch"? <laughs> no, I actually, uh, I can play the ukulele now. What? That's yeah. awesome. I just like looked at chords and I'm like, "Oh, this is easy to play. All I got to know is know these chords, bet." <laughs> and it's that's like, that's pretty cool. No, that's cool. Yeah, it's like songs that I've been trying to play on guitar for like months. I like can play the whole song on ukulele now almost. I just need to practice it more. Okay, so like as you know, I am a piano player, right? Yeah. And so I got to do um, a cover song of the Welton Shipwrecks, um, Laser Maze. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he and I, me, Stuart, me and he, he and I are really good friends. And so yeah. I was like, Hey man, you know, what's the chords for uh laser maze? I want to do a cover of it. So he sends me the tab of it, right? Yeah. Like, the ta- like the guitar tabs. And I'm like, uh, what is this nonsense? Like, how do oh, you read this? Oh, it's easy. It's just like the the strings and stuff. And no, I get it, but like from a piano perspective, I I have no idea. So it took me four hours to decipher that bullshit. So you're talking about you don't know like the like different notes. Like on the guitar, you have like your G chord, C, A, all that shit, E, right. whatever. Right, so I know the tuning for it. E minor seventh, E minor sus seventh. (laughs) Right, so I know the tuning for it, but like looking at just like the things with numbers over them, I'm like, uh, what is what is that? How do I translate that into actual music? Music. So, that was fun. I just know chords. That's that's all you need to know to play a stringed instrument, in my my opinion. I, mean, I think that's know, probably true. You got to yeah. know like three or four chords and be able to have a little bit of rhythm. <laughs> and then you can go on Star Search. Exactly. I could be the next Tiny Tim. Like, <laughs> and die like, because I don't take care of myself. <laughs> I mean, that's. I mean, that's probably. That's what's how he died. Happen. You like, said I'm that's just... probably what's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> Touche, salesman. <laughs> You people are gonna be like, uh, David's dead, and I'm gonna be like, How did he die? And he's like, Well, he got gangrene, and it's like, Okay, just don't say anymore. And that figures that all checks out. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I've we've we haven't been here in a while, and I've like collected a few news articles so we can do some news roulette. Oh, we're doing news roulette, okay, news cool, roulette. cool. How many? What's the numbers? Six. We got six Ooh. chambers. 
All right. Six chambers. You won't. Man, that's that's what my proctologist said when he was putting his finger in. He was like, "Wow, six chambers." How <laughs> and did he, you? And then he pushed the butt button, and you like uncontrollably <laughs> came all over the place. Like it's a Barnes and Noble bathroom. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I work so much, I can't really get to a doctor like during work hours. So you know, he has to play the dollar, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like a bottle of lotion exploded. <laughs> I'm like, he's like, yeah, no, it looks like a like a bottle of lotion, but why is it yellow? And I'm like, just never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! So let's uh, pick it one through six. One through six. Let's go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with my trusty friend five. Okay. Let's see five. All right, this is uh, this is interesting in my opinion. The world's okay. whitest paint might eliminate air conditioning. And oh my is, god! Yeah, I saw this. Th- this is from this. Nerdist. So, brought to you by Host Gator. We're not sponsored by them, but apparently the Nerdist is. So that that's they, awesome. If you want to sponsor us too? So I have Get heard about out. this. Yeah, the world's whitest paint might eliminate air conditioning. So Matthew I think Hart. this is really fucking cool. Yeah, let's uh let's dive in. This is from September right. 20, 20th, 2021. When it comes to the cutting edge material, <laughs> Vanta Black, the matter is clear cut. There is none more black than it on Earth. Now scientists at Purdue University have invented a white paint that is essentially the exact opposite of Vanta Black, and it deserves the same lofty status in regards to its witness. Or what? <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like no no no. I'm really am the whitest guys. Come in here. I need somebody to see this. Come witness my whiteness. Come witness my whiteness. <laughs> like you walk into the building and all the managers just single file come to the front. That's how I... Okay. In, re- in regards to... It certainly deserves the time. I can't do it anymore. I fucking hit that bump and just can't get back into that headspace now. So I'm going to read it in a normal voice because I go. can't fucking okay. pronounce words. Witness. <laughs> I need a witness. I mean, yeah. Regards to its whiteness, it certainly deserves <laughs> the title of world's whitest paint. It likes mayonnaise sandwiches and avocados. <laughs> and, and also cracking open a cold one with the boys. Yeah. And, anyway. and digging up fucking bowling balls out of its backyard. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. According to none other than Guinness World Records, the scientist who created the ultra-white paint, which unfortunately doesn't appear to have an awesome name, like Vanta Black, originally outlined how they made it in a paper published in the journal Cell Reports Physical Science. In the study which came out last year, the team said its novel white paint reflects 95.5 of the sunlight hitting it. Now, according to a new study in the journal ACS Applied Materials and Interfaces, the scientists say they've hit an astounding 98.1% solar reflectivity, a big leap considering the diminishing returns at this level of whiteness. Okay, that's pretty fucking awesome. You know what they should name it? Okay, so a Vanta Black, right? Yeah. 
that's like a an awesome name. So I have I I have a name. Okay. It, you ready? It's yeah. gonna blow you away. They should name it. Ready? Ron Weasley. <laughs> <laughs> he is pretty white. <laughs> For reference, Ron Weasley. No, <laughs> no. For reference, white paints commonly used on buildings in the world's sunbaked regions typically only reflect about eighty percent of sunlight. Yeah, because they're punk ass. Yeah, bitches. punk ass, bitch ass, fucking non-reflecting ass motherfucker. You only reflect eighty percent. Only eighty percent. <laughs> Step up your game. It is a persistent task to develop a below ambient radiative cooling solution that offers a convenient single layer particle matrix paint form and high reliability. I'm not even going to try to pronounce that guy's name. Shulin Ron. Sure, whatever. Science and Daily article. Ron, a professor of mechanical engineering who led scientists, added, this is critical to the whole application of radiative cooling and to alleviate the global warming effect. So now, now I have a question. If he, wonder if they'll paint the spaceships with that then. I mean, that makes good sense. But, I, but I, I've got a great question. So if you paint your house with Ron Weasley... Um, <laughs> What happens? You have to take him to the proctologist first. (laughs) (laughs) I just fucking got it. I'm slow on the uptake. (laughs) You you take him to the proctologist. You're like, okay, Ron, you got the dispenser ready. He's like, not really. He's like, and he's like, ah. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so if it gets tarnished, does that? Do I mean like like? You know how white paint is, or white anything for that matter. So it gets dirty pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, I'm wondering if it resists dirt. It's so white. Is that could that be a thing? Maybe. Because I know there's well, okay, so I know that there's like materials that are like hydrophobic, and I know that there are materials that are like soil phobic and that kind of thing. So maybe. Anyway, keep on reading. I'm sorry. Anyway, the below ambient radiative cooling solution, i.e. super white paint, Ruan and his colleagues developed originally used calcium carbonate fillers. Calcium carbonate is an abundant compound found in rocks and minerals. One that makes this paint so reflective thanks to its minimizing the amount of UV light the paint absorbs. For their upgraded ultra-white paint, however, they use barium sulfate, another compound that minimizes UV light that scientists extract from the mineral barite. It'd be funny if they were like, for the second one, though, they just used human remains. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) In terms of applications, this paint keeps surfaces approximately 18 degrees cooler than ambient air at night and three degrees during the day this cooling translates to making just about any structure one can think of more energy efficient including data centers warehouses and residences on top of that scientists say the super white paint could be especially useful for 5g network towers apparently 5g towers as well as many of the devices that currently use 5g have an overheating problem well, that's because they give you COVID. So, Wait, you know, what? that 
Yeah, 5G gives you COVID. So the reason why they're overheating is because all the 5G devices have a fever. <laughs> Duh. Duh. Oh, Illuminati confirmed. Actually, no, that's a real conspiracy. I believe you. People really think that 5G... Okay, so you know my friend uh, who does Google Fiber instruction, right? Yes. In Nashville, he had people that was like breaking entire spools of fiber because they were like, it causes coronavirus. What? Yeah. No, he they, ha they did like hundreds of thousands of dollars in damage. Damn. Yeah. Crazy. Regardless of this ultra-white paint's practical uses, there's something critical missing here. A cool name. And considering the <laughs> ultimate goal of the paint is to help fight global warming by reflecting sunlight back into space, the scientists need to go with something green-sounding like eco-white, cool-white, earth-white, or maybe world's whitest. I actually paint. do have a name for it. Ron Weasley? No, I have a real name. What? Galatea White. What is that? Galatea is a name, and it means she who is white as milk. Really? Yes. She just like Google that. No. You just knew I, that. I for... just yeah, I just yeah, I just knew that. Just, that's like a random thing you knew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Galatea, there it is. It's like. It's like never going to use that knowledge, but it's great that you know it. Here it is. It's like somebody's going to like have you at gunpoint and is like ask you that question. Like, oh, I know the answer to that. They're like, God damn it. And I then want they to get all frustrated. They're like, no. And they shoot themselves instead. <laughs> they shoot and it clicks. And they're like, God damn it. I hate this game. And he rolls it and he shoots it again. And it clicks. And then he just drives his car off a cliff. And then it clicks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right. That's one chamber down. That was one a, chamber down. One chamber I, down. I need to message the people. No, like, don't it's look, Galatea don't White. Look, don't look. Don't I'm, look. I'm not. I'm, I'm looking down. Okay. Um, <laughs> you're averting your eyes still? <laughs> I am averting mine eyes. Okay. So we need. Uh, we've got five left. Okay, so let's we go with the uh, three. Three? All right. Yeah. As soon as one, two, okay, this one's in the. All right. Uh, we're not going to play this because we're not about that. Bill Cosby feels R. Kelly got railroaded at seven <laughs> This, this, <laughs> this. <laughs> 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 Bill Cosby's like, well, I've just put all the pills in the pudding, but R. Kelly got railroaded. It's like, yeah, yeah, choo -choo. by like a bunch of other guys. Choo choo, eat your pudding. He's all like, hey, got, hey, everybody, let's come up and fuck R. Kelly. It would be funny to like see somebody that does the uh, sketches of the trials and shit do it like character format. <laughs> picture of R. Kelly and he's like ripping off his fucking jail jumper and there's like the, he's got his like like okay so imagine R. Kelly right yeah 
and he's like pulling his fucking jumper off like Superman, you know, like when he pulls his suit off. Yeah. And then there's just like pee coming down from heaven, washing all over him. That's freaking hilarious. I need to draw that and put it on a fucking shirt. That's so funny, that courtroom character thing. That's like a good idea for a skit. I'm going to write that down. They're like, who's this supposed to be? And it's like, it's R. Kelly. <laughs> and they're like, they're like, why is he holding a credit card? And it's like, to pay for kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Why is his other hand have a balloon? It's for the kids. <laughs> for the kids. Oh, shit. You want to get into this? Let's <laughs> see yeah. how Bill Cosby feels. Okay. All right, ready? I'm Bill ready. Cosby feels R. Kelly got railroaded in his <laughs> sex trafficking trial that ended Monday with convention, convictions on <laughs> all nine counts against him, according to the newly freed comedian's rep. Cosby believes the pervy singer was screwed and that he wasn't going to catch a break. During the month-long trial, according to his spokesperson, Andrew Wyatt, Wyatt shared Cosby's thoughts in a Tuesday night interview with The Post, where the rep said Kelly never stood a chance. Okay, so let me stop you for a second. Yeah. Let me ask you just a weird question. Okay. Have you ever raped someone? No. Okay, ask me that back. Have you ever raped someone? Nope. <laughs> you know who has a problem answering that? R. Kelly. Really? And also Bill Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> Have they been asked that? Like, I mean that's what that's what they're that's what they're charged for. Bill Cosby was just like, I take all these barbiturates and I put them in the pudding. <laughs> I love the way you said barbiturates. <laughs> I put them in the pudding. I felt like I was on. I was watching the Cosby Show. And then he does that fucking like, dance. I was like, "Hey, just, when did Bill Cosby get on the podcast?" He he does that fucking dance where he purses his lips and just shakes his head back and forth. And he's like, "What to try some of this pudding?" Yes. Like, you gotta take like, the pudding and then you put it in your pants. <laughs> You take the pills and then you put them in the pudding and then you put the pudding in the women and then your penis in the women. <laughs> what oh, the fuck? fucking pro tips with Bill Cosby. <laughs> yeah, it's funny that he would spring to R. Kelly's defense. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, go ahead. All right. The deck was stacked against Robert, said Wyatt. It's yeah, because they had fucking evidence. <laughs> <laughs> I know nothing it's, about the trial. It's funny how, like, it's funny how, like, he's like, this, it, it's stacked against him. It's like, yeah, it's called evidence. The evidence is stacked against him because it exists and because he did something really bad. <laughs> Well, apparently his constitutional rights were grossly abused. I don't know anywhere but in this country, in the United States, that a documentary can bring criminal charges against someone. And that's what the freaking, uh, that Wyatt guy said. 
No one fought hard for him. And his attorneys didn't humanize him. Wyatt said, look at Bill Cosby. I wonder what he's up to right now. You know what he's probably thinking? He's probably thinking, damn, I wonder how I can get more barbiturates. <laughs> barbiturates? <laughs> Rudy, go get me some barbiturates. <laughs> get me some jello. You know, that's back, a terrible back Bill Cosby person. But back to your... Back during his day, though, he, like, so, like, the women that he, you know, did terrible things to, like, back during the day, that was just kind of expected. It was just like, well, you know, I was hard up for a job, and Bill Cosby was a legend, and so you just let him rape you a little bit. Or do you think he put his fingers in their booty hole while they were sleeping? Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) Absolutely. That's weird. You think he did the, like, the bowling ball? (laughs) do you do you you think he like do you think he like fingered out one of them and then did that little head knock thing and he's like you you ever think because you know like have you ever seen his stand-up like have you ever seen bill cosby stand up yeah it's been a while but yeah so like he used to make all those like weird noises and shit with like so he's just like fingering a a woman out and he's like What if it comes out that like R. Kelly's just really a time traveler and he's like Bill Cosby from an alternate timeline? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, he's like, I'm Bill Cosby's great, 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 great doppelganger. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh, God. Apparently, he also didn't have the resources and means he should have asked for support from the court. He would have gotten better representation, added Wyatt. This is a guy who made the song, I Believe I Can Fly, when there were rumors about young girls. The song played at every wedding and in every church. He was doing music with Lady Gaga, said Wyatt. (laughs) (laughs) That's a nod to what was that? Zach Galifianakis. Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. (laughs) Oh, God. Kelly, 54, was convicted of sexually abusing women and children for decades on counts including racketeering and violations of the Mann Act, which prohibits the transport of people across state lines for an immoral purpose. He faces 10 years to life in prison at his sentencing next May. Hmm. Did you remember when he had the, like that piss scandal where it's yeah. like, R. Kelly likes to get peed on, and and everyone was like, "Oh, that's Man, weird." Doesn't. But he, no, I'm <laughs> I mean, that's how that's how I start my Saturdays. Um, but like, like people were just like, "Oh, you know, that's weird and everything." But I'm sure R. Kelly could never do anything worse than that. Rule of thumb: if guys like to be peed on, it there's much worse than that underneath that. Like you keep scratching, and it's you're just it's just gonna get worse. Yeah. Cosby, meanwhile, had been convicted of sexually assaulting Andrea Constant Constant. in April 2018, but the 84-year-old served just two and a half years behind bars before his conviction was unexpectedly overturned in July, and he was set free. 
Pennsylvania Supreme Court found the district attorney back in 2005 had made a secret agreement with Cosby that he wouldn't be criminally charged if he copped to what he had done. The court ruled in July that the new DA was bound by that verbal agreement. Also, 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 I love this part. So, like, if you view pictures of Cosby getting out of the car and going to, like, trials um, before he was convicted, he's got, like, two people on him, and they're holding him, and he's, like, walking really feebly. But then, like, after he was released, he was just fine. (laughs) He was just like, I got out of the car and walked. It's amazing what being out of prison will do for your, like, I guess just how you are i don't know i've never been to prison what yeah i've never been to i hope i never go unless try not to (laughs) unless i go to an all-top prison and then i'll be like well i hope nobody railroads me here (laughs) like they did r (laughs) kelly you're like dropping the soap i like like, drop the soap just like like, butt around <laughs> I like. I like, like. I know I'm this like, isn't a Barnes and Noble bathroom, but it's the next best thing. It's the next best. Like, like I've you know the like the bunks or whatever. There's like one on one side of the room, one on the other, and I'm just like bending over for like 20 minutes trying. To, oh God, I just can't seem to tie my shoes. The guy I'm with is like, please just fucking lay down. I'm like, no, <laughs> my tushy's in the air. <laughs> <laughs> you said tushy. That's yeah. Oh god. Don't uh, you want to touch my tushy and railroad me like R. Kelly was railroaded? Oh god, that's right. Well, that's the end of that article. <laughs> that was a that was a fun one. That was a fun one. Um, we've got four more now. Are you ready? Okay. To, ready to pick a different one? Yeah, Where let's do one. Let's one. do one. All right. A Danish museum wants artists to pay back money after producing blank canvases. Okay. I okay. I know about this story and I love this story. Yeah. Okay. So let's dive in. A Danish museum wants an artist to return around 534,000 kroner. 61,000 pounds, I guess. I don't know what that is in American money. He had been given cash to recreate old artworks using banknotes after he produced blank canvases with the title, Take the Money and Run. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) He just like took all the money and went and bought really, really expensive canvases or something. Yeah. Let's read. Jen Hanning, a Danish artist, was commissioned by the Kunsten Museum. He was asked to reproduce two of his works representing the annual salary in Denmark and Austria. But the artist pocketed the cash and produced the blank canvases. The museum's reaction has so far been mixed. He stirred up my curatorial staff, and he also stirred me up a bit. But I also had a laugh because it was really humoristic. Lassie Anderson, director of the museum in the city of Elborg, told the BBC Newsday's program with an E because this is the BBC, right? Vows are important. 
Bells are important. We say it all the time when we talk about the emails we don't get. Yeah, we'll check those later and be disappointed after we finish up news roulette. (laughs) Okay, so I'm not going to read that part. Because that's not important to the news article. That's yeah, just like more people in more places trust BBC News than any other news source. I just, I just, <laughs> I turned into a damn commercial. <laughs> Hire us, BBC News. We're clearly newsworthy commentators. Exactly. I just. <laughs> We can even read program correctly. I'm just gonna read the ads, dude. With with all your fucking stupid spelling, we can we can read it. Yeah, your extra goddamn vowels that you don't need. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we want to be bougie. We bought the E to add on. <laughs> it's like, do you pronounce these? Like, no, it's just there for looks. It's just yeah, it's just look. It's a look and E. Yeah, look and E. <laughs> Oh, it's like the E on the end of my last name. Yeah, it's just a look at E. <laughs> However, Mr. Anderson was clear that the money needed to be paid back when the exhibition ends. It's the museum's money, and we have a contract saying that the money will be back on 16th January, he said. But Mr. Hannig has vowed to keep the cash. <laughs> The work is that I have taken their money, he told Dr. DK. I encourage other people who have just as miserable working conditions as me to do the same, he said, adding that recreating his past works would have put him 25 kroner out of pocket. 25,000 kroner out of pocket. But Mr. Anderson, what is that, like 25 U.S. dollars? <laughs> I, you, let's find out. I'll I'll look and see while you're reading. Okay. Well, Mr. Anderson told the BBC that he refuted Mr. Hannig's claim that the museum had not agreed to pay him fairly. We just signed up for an agreement with the Danish Artists Association that raises what artists are paid when they are exhibiting, he said. I it's, think Jens has kind of broken the bargain. It's $3,881. Oh, so wow. how much money did they give him total? Um, What did it say? Do, 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 do. Wasn't it like 500 and something? Yeah, it's 500 and something. We'll say 534,000 kroner. They gave him $82,900. Oh. That's a pretty good bit of money. Yeah, that's a pretty, that's a chunk of change. Like, did he just like, how much, I wonder how much he spent on the canvases or did he make the canvases? Oh, I'm sure they were. What if he took the money that they gave him and he like broke. Turned it into a canvas. Turned it into the canvas. Now that, that would be smart, but he's right. Yeah, that's, that's freaking genius. Like, you know how it is being an artist, like being a comedian. Yeah. You don't get paid shit. Oh God! Sometimes nothing. And I, I my wrote, most recent thing that I did, I went to Reno and I hosted a a show there, and I got paid eight bucks. It was fun, but it wasn't like anything to write home about, you know. So, like when I do commissions for people, uh, when I like do tattoo work or or I don't actually for those of you listening, I don't actually draw do the tattoos themselves, draw but I draw. The tat- Yeah, I draw the commission. Yeah. 
yeah so people will send me their ideas or they'll send me like uh stick figure stuff and i put it together and make it look nice for them Who a lot of times me one. i i absolutely will just let me know what you want all right but the thing is a lot of times people will commission me to do something and then never pay for it so now i have to basically be like okay i have to estimate how much time it's going to take me and then charge them beforehand for something they've never even seen because like i have several instances where like someone will commission like a portrait or a, a picture of them and their kid or you know something like that yeah i drew the thing for them and and like in terms of artistry i'm cheap yeah like like seriously i will do an 8 and 11 in pencil completely shaded all that good shit black and white 30 bucks huh. and people are just like no nah, i'm not paying that <laughs> that's crazy well yeah. let's move on to the next yeah. one let me move this out of the way don't look i'm not okay good job Avert your eyes, little widow. I have averted mine eyes. Okay, we've got three more. Let's do two. Two? Uh-oh. You ready? This in your neck of the woods. This is from Alabama.com. Nearly 70 years after she was married, Birmingham woman wears a wedding dress. It was too special. Aww. Well, that's kind of sweet. we got a sweet article. i got to throw those in sometimes. Martha May Ophelia Moon Tucker. God damn, that's a lot of names. That is a lot of <laughs> that's names. That's a fucking a, lot of names. Is that on her ID? Shit. That's a lot of names. But you know what? I like I like Moon. That's yeah. a cool Ophelia Moon. That's cool. Uh, yeah, that's a dope name, but it's a long name. Yeah, it's a that's long a name. Mouthful. Was watching her favorite movie, Coming to America, with one of her granddaughters last week when she whispered a lifelong dream of hers that she had never before said aloud. I've always wanted to try on a wedding dress, the 94-year-old Tucker said under her breath, which was heard by granddaughter Angela Strozier. Strozier asked her grandmother to repeat what she had just said, and Tucker said it again. She said she never wore a wedding dress when she got married, Strozier said. I said, that's no problem. She kind of brushed me off. She didn't think I would do it. But just two days later, Strozier and the other family members made Tucker's dream come true with a visit to David's Bridal in Hoover. Not my bridal shop, mind you, but they can sponsor me if they want. But Absolutely. Know, screw getting married. <laughs> it's a mistake. Yeah. Anyway, a Facebook post about the excursion has been shared more than 15,000 times. You know, I can't even express how special it was. It was too special, Tucker told Alabama.com Wednesday. I've been wanting to do that a long time. Just put one on. That That is very sweet. Tucker was born in Alexander City in 1927 and moved to Birmingham when she was 15 ultimately graduating from Parker High School in 1948. In 1952, she married the love of her life, Lamont Tucker Sr., but at the time, black women were not allowed in bridal shops, Strozier said, so the family she worked for provided her with a navy blue mermaid dress known as a Carmen Jones dress. 
Tucker would go on to work with civil rights leaders for voting rights in Alabama and in 1963 became a registered voter and poll worker. She retired as a chief poll worker in November 2020 after working elections for 57 years. The Birmingham City Council, along with Mayor Randall Woodfin, celebrated her decades of service. Well, do I read on about this? Yeah, let's finish it up. Okay. Being fantastic is just an understatement of who she is, Stroyser said. Tucker and her husband had four children, 11 grandchildren, 18 great-grandchildren, and one great-great-grandchild. That is crazy. That, yeah, that's I was a lot. Like, this dude was talking at work the other day, like one of the head people. He was like, I have 13 and a half grandchildren. And I'm like, what the fuck? Wow. You got a half a grandchildren? How, I guess she's pregnant. Yeah. Somebody's pregnant. Yes, but it's funnier to think that he's at. <laughs> this yeah, is, he's just this got... is my child. It's only the bottom half. Or it's just the left side. <laughs> it's funnier to think it's just legs. <laughs> just like the waist down of a child. It's like, what? Oh, that's kind of fucked up. Anyway, I'm going to read on. We're... Tucker's husband died in 1975. Though she says she has no desire to remarry, she never gave up the desire to see herself in a wedding gown. Immediately after their conversation Thursday, Strozier went online and booked an appointment at David's Bridal for 1.30 p.m. on Saturday. Birmingham makeup artist Ferris Clayton even provided Tucker with a makeover in the car since walking is sometimes hard for Tucker. When they showed up at David's and explained why they were there, the fuss over Tucker began immediately. Everyone was so elated to help me do that for her, Strozier said. Everyone was catering to her because I told them her story. Tucker tried on two bridal gowns and was more than pleased with what she saw. When she walked out of the room and saw herself in the mirror, she said, Oh, look at me, Strozier recalled. One of the other brides that was in there started crying. Aww. I felt like I was getting married, Tucker said. I didn't want to take it off, but I knew I had to. I looked good in it, though. She said she continued to look at the pictures taken on Saturday. I wondered what I would look like walking down the aisle, she said. I was like coming to America. It was exciting to me. Strozier said the family enjoys spoiling her grandmother. She's always willing to entertain us in our shenanigans. She said she's always told us to give her her flowers while she's still here, not when she's gone, so she can enjoy them. So whenever she expresses that she wants to do something, wants to go somewhere, wants to experience something, we try our best to make it happen, Strozier said. She's our grandmother, and to have a grandmother so full of life at 94 is a blessing. Well, that's our feel-good story. That's, boy. yeah. That was a okay. good feel-good story. So. I just want to say, I was hearing up while you were reading this, but I... To, well, here's a little video of her. Oh, click it. I want to see it. Oh, shut up, Ad. Uh, Aww. Aww. She's so pretty. That's just precious. Oh. <laughs> That's adorable. I love this. That is just, aww. 
She <laughs> is so pretty. Look at her. <laughs> that is just that makes you kind yeah of that hits me in the feels humanity miss tucker oh, yeah. i i know you'll probably never hear this podcast but she's i'm so a, happy that you got to do listener. that she probably sent us an email this week <laughs> about God. i'm so happy that you got to do that and yes. i am so happy that your grandchildren love you that much and was able to make that happen for you. That just made my week. That's just, uh, I I don't know why I saved that, but I just saw it and I was like, huh, she's in Birmingham. That's kind of sweet. It's good. Have a feel good, feel good moment on the podcast. Yeah. That that did it. That definitely did it. That was, that that's probably my favorite article that we've ever done besides the female proctologist one. The female proctologist one was surprisingly good. Yeah, that Surpri- was really really good. Surprisingly good. And that was one that we were, had to do a double take. Yeah, that was episode 37 and 37.5. Well, we didn't get 37 because it like I don't know what. Yeah, it, it just disappeared. But anyway, the second episode wasn't as wasn't bad. But no, anyway, it wasn't bad. Anyway, let's uh you ready for Yeah the last let's do it. All right. One or two. Uh one? let's do two. Two, all right. This is in my neck of the woods. Sacramento family says communistic California forcing them to leave state. This is from CBS local Sacramento. Yes. A Sacramento family says communistic California forcing them to leave the state. People are so goddamn dumb. They have no idea what communism is. No idea. It's just sharing it, but it, but no, it's not. (laughs) It's, it's funny to say that though. It's funny to say that. Oh my God. Let's see what these idiots think. Sacramento CBS 13. A Sacramento couple is leaving the state because they claim they're fed up with California in more ways than one. Uh There's no question why Trevor Huft and his girlfriend are packing their bags and leaving California. Yeah, they're stupid. The Natomas residents are sending one last message before... They drive to the Lone Star State (laughs) in the back of his pickup truck, leaving communistic California. That's hilarious. Uh Oh, Oh, yeah. He looks exactly what I thought he would look like. I hate it that he fucking has a beard and uh, makes bearded people look bad. I feel... He he makes humans look bad. I just... I feel like that really sums it up. You would do what you are told, he explained. The deciding factor for me is when they required my girlfriend to get a vaccination just to apply for a job. Oh, my God. Uh, Dude, how? How? Uh, how many times do we have to go over this? There is a worldwide pandemic. We need to get vaccinated so I everyone mean, doesn't die. Well, if look at the guy, man. If that guy, died, yeah, I know, I know. the world's not going to be missing out on much. What is it? What could he do? What does he do? Like fucking fix air conditioners or something like that? Probably drives a refrigerated truck. We'll 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 read on. Maybe he'll say what he does for a living. It's All not right. just COVID policies. It's politics, cost of living, and the baby the couple has on the way. All factoring into their decision. I mean, cost of living ain't that cheap, but it's doable. I mean, I I, under, I can politics. understand that, right? I don't like, know about I the baby, but the f- 
It's like, that's your fault for having a baby, you dumbass. <laughs> like, I can understand the cost of living thing, right? Like, sure. Here's his next quote. You get taxed for breathing here. It's horrible. I don't know why I read that in a, a exaggerated version of my accent. <laughs> <laughs> Explained Huff. That's not life. That's just going to work and trying to figure out where your next meal is, he said. So just how many people could be packing up a UC study found 23% of California voters are considering leaving the state. So here's the funny part about that. Let them. Because we kind of already know where they fall politically, right? So if they all just kind of... It's the left coast for the most part, but you you wouldn't believe how many like rural areas that are just conservative. There's like so many conservative places in this state. Like I've I've went to bars that just felt like it was like, man, this feels like some place I could be in Minor Hill. Sure, but hear me out. Type of people. So if they leave and go to Texas, right? Yeah. And like all of those 23% just like, fuck this place. We're going to Texas. Yeah. They're committing political suicide. What Texas will always be red. Always. Uh, right. Know. There could be enough people move there and flip it. But, but listen, that's not going to happen statistically. Meh, probably not. So, so let's say like 60% of the populace who just doesn't agree with those policies move to some red state. Right. Yeah. It's always going to be red, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. They're losing. Yeah. That, that's how that works out mathematically. Apparently in 2019, we saw 653,000 residents leave and only 480,000 people come. So there is a gap, but that's normal in California, explained Ryan Lundquist, a Sacramento area certified appraiser and housing analyst. It's not the number of Californians exiting, but the reason why Texas ranked the top destination. When people are going to Texas, it's usually about lifestyle. People wanted less regulations, less rules, affordability. You can get so much more home in most portions of Texas compared to California, explained Lundquist. Trevor is now looking to set roots in a new home before his first child is born. As a father, I want to protect him as much as I can, and that is definitely not going to happen here, he explained. Trevor and his family left for Texas on Tuesday. They never came back again. But it's just stupid. All of that is retarded. Yeah. Like, it. it's just dumb. It's dumb. Bye-bye. Uh, you have an equiprobable chance. They didn't say anything about communism in that whole fucking article. Exactly. They're just like using communistic as a buzzword to get me to fucking read the article. I'm mad you didn't fucking talk about <laughs> seizing the means of production, you motherfuckers. <laughs> I don't know about the bourgeoisie. So what I think is really funny about this is that all of these people think that any minor inconvenience is oppression. And it's not. It's not even remotely oppression. These people have never, ever been oppressed in their entire lives ever maybe they've been impressed i doubt it they don't sound like they have all right we've got, <sighs> we've got the last chamber are you ready i'm ready, ready? Let's this, do it. this is a fun one this is a fun one you'll like this 
missing drunk man spent hours helping a search party look for himself. And this is from my arch nemesis. Vice. Vice World Is it from Knows. Vice? It yes. is from Vice. It's from Vice. <laughs> we haven't had a Vice article in a long time. My arch nemesis, Vice. Sponsor us, though, Vice, for real. Yeah, I mean, honestly... Yeah, we read a lot of your articles. Yeah, but I hate every minute of it. I, 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 <laughs> I hate read your articles, Vice. <laughs> hey, that's okay. You know, hate fucking is a thing. So yeah. he I experienced look- it in Barnes and Noble. <laughs> All right, he helped look for himself for hours before realizing who the search party was looking for. Walt Disney presents Missing Drunk Man. (laughs) (laughs) The the cryogenically frozen head of Walt Disney proudly presents. (laughs) A missing man in Turkey accidentally joined his own search party and looked for himself for hours before he realized he was the target of the rescue mission. According to local media reports, Behan Mutlu, a 50-year-old man from a rural region in Turkey, was out drinking with his friends when he wandered off into a nearby forest and didn't return. Worried about him, his friends then alerted authorities who set up a search and rescue mission to find him. I can't fucking read that. I don't know what that says. Uh, what does it say? Where? You can't read it either. It's in another language. Yeah, I know. I can't read that. <laughs> you don't know, God. <laughs> I'm just like, you can't read it either. Anyway, <laughs> according to Turkish channel NTV, when the news of the missing man got out, efforts to find him intensified in nearby neighborhoods with a large group of volunteers joining the mission. This search party was calling out Mutlu's name for hours when suddenly a man (laughs) from within the group spoke up and reportedly said, Who are we looking for? I'm here. That's hilarious. I wonder how many (laughs) of those people were like fucking pissed. Would never let him live that down, ever. It's it's unclear how Mutlu found himself in his own search party or how his friends didn't realize that he was right under their nose the whole time. Police were able to safely escort Mutlu to his home. This so, is- I've been drunk before and I've been high, but I have never been so drunk or so high that I have been in my own rescue search party. And like, <laughs> your friends not recognize you. Right. This isn't the first time a missing person joined their own rescue mission. In 2012, an Asian tourist who went missing in Iceland was also found in her own search party after she reportedly failed to recognize her own description. Oh, man. Well, maybe maybe she just saw like a face and she was like, no, nah, that's not me. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> This is a this is one of the better Vice News articles, I guess. That's fucking funny. It is funny. I, I've been really fucking fucked up, but I've never been so fucked up that I could no. like join my own search for. I don't party. think so. I'd be like, "What? Well, what are we doing? Who are we looking for?" I'd be like, "Ah, oh, fuck that guy." I mean, I would think within the first ten minutes, you would kind of you would out yourself. You'd be like, "Oh, that's me." Like, oh wait, that me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
they just hold up a mirror and they're like, this is who we're looking for. All right, so we should check our email. Oh, shit. I forgot. Time for disappointment. <laughs> Time for some emails or not. Do, do. And then we check it and we have like four of email. Oh, my God. We've got just emails. Oh, right yay. Yay, Anchor. Your email of the week. Thank you, Anchor, Anchor for being copies. our distributor. Yeah, Candace Stalkop again. Thank email you, Candace, for yeah. being email of the week. Email of the week. Until we get another oh, one man. from some real person or you. you can continue I, yeah, at this point, we should just start emailing yeah. ourselves. Yeah, just make up a bunch of fake email accounts or email stuff. Yeah, and then we just like come up with the most preposterous things and it's all how, like conspiracy theories. How sad would that be? That would be so sad. That'd be that, bad. Like, that'd be Alex Jones sad almost. I wouldn't put it past me to do it. <laughs> that'd be funny. <laughs> I'd just be like, who is Linda Garrison? Why is she emailing us? And then Linda's like, there's a sound over the great lakes that's killing birds. And you're like, what? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Are you seriously checking your Facebook right now? Emma, yeah. Is I that forgot what... we were still on the podcast, dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. <laughs> You're oh just fucking God. like, oh, man, no, I like that comment right there. That was really good. Thank you for talking about that mustache. <laughs> Fuck it. Here's you a lot. And a plus one, I'm going to poke your profile. And also, here's my number so that we can meet up at the Barnes & Noble. <laughs> the fuck? I totally did forget that we were still on the <laughs> podcast for a second. I was like... <laughs> oh, the laughs. The cries. <laughs> oh, the cries from laughing. Oh my fuck. Thorn in my like, side. Episode forty two is almost a wrap. You got anything else? I yeah, I I've got some stuff to promote. Oh, promote it. Alright. So as you guys know, I I make music and I've got an album coming out on the 14th. It's called the House the Fire Built. It sounds a lot like another album I made called The House the Fire Built, but it's not it. It's completely different. But I reused the fucking name. And uh, it should be up on pretty much every service imaginable in like 48 hours. Ooh. Well, on October 14th. So. And yeah, you can come and check me out on my SoundCloud, which uh, I-Z-M-E-I-A-H, Brown. Just search for me there. And yeah, if you want to add me up on Facebook, same thing, same deal. And that's pretty much my promo for the week. Well, what about you? I uh, have nothing going on this month, really. It's a light month. No really big shows or anything. I've got some shows, but I don't remember them off the top of my head. This would be the perfect month to do Death Comedy Jam. I know. I need to get a hold of somebody, but I need to be more proactive about that. But I'm horrible at it. But anyway, guys, that's it for us. You got anything else for them? We love you guys. Thank you for listening. Love you guys. 
Peace out.